can be tough. And I know today we've actually got competition. Um, so the intention was uh, to have it after men's choir was over. But, uh, and uh, the first song leader I ever saw to use a music stand. He taught me how to use it and, and set, me, set me on that path. So, Brother Cornell, would you please lead us in prayer? Thank you. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful for the abundance of life, O everlasting Christ of Calvary. Father, thank you for the resurrection of your Son, Jesus, our Lord, and the promise that we too, when after a couple of years, the door that we may revive again, Lord, to be with the believers, Lord, like precious faith. Now we ask that you bless Brother Chris and Brother Phil, Lord. Use them in instruments, Lord, to teach us the techniques of an effecting sound leader, Lord. For the new generation, for the young believers, the brothers that can uplift your name, Lord, not for our glory, but for thine. We thank you and praise you for all things you have done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Brief outline of uh, the material that we hope to, with the Lord's help, cover in this afternoon. Um, we can simulate congregational singers for uh, congregational singing for those that are interested in developing this uh, this gift. Um, so the first part of our form is leading the congregation worship. We're going to talk about what the Bible says about song leading, what our main focus should be while we're song leading, uh, and what we personally learned from uh, and our shared experiences of, of being called into this ministry. Um, secondarily, we're, we're going to just go through a cursory overview of the conducting technique. So we're going to talk about things like beat pattern, effectively start and end, uh, control tempo, working with the accompanists, and uh, communicating uh, the musical tent. We miss Jake Nitz. We do. We wish he was here. <laughs> so why, why sing? Uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of preaching, a lot of, a lot of good teaching. We have spent a lot of time in, in Bible class. But why sing? You know, saying something once or twice. Um, if the Bible says it 102 times, I would imagine that probably pretty important. Well, the, well, the Bible says singer 39 times. So it, has its, it certainly has its place and role in a Christian life and Christian worship. Um, we, we're, we're taught um, about David playing the harp for, for King Saul when he had an evil spirit and was very troubled and angry, and it soothed Saul and calmed him. We taught we were himself, and that and that when Jesus was having his last supper with his disciples, that they also sang a hymn together. It has it has its place in in uh, are happy. Let him sing psalms. It's a perfectly God honoring way to to express one's joy and happiness. But the Apostle Paul also twice in his epistle songs, in both Ephesians and Colossians telling us to speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making and me- making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks for always for all things unto God and, and the Father in the name of our Lord, in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Experience joy in, in music and hymns and songs, but it's also to teach and express Christian doctrine, to teach one another and occasions and Bible stories that, that we can learn from, all the way from Christ's birth, death, and resurrection, even, even, to, uh, even to Elijah parting this earth. There's a, there's a hymn about that. So as a note of personal testimony, um, I can remember as a young believer, probably walking with the Lord for about two or three years, one night I really struggled in, in coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, what are gifts that you have given to me? Where do you want me to be used in your church, in your body? And I opened to a passage in, it was either First or Second Chronicles, um, in my heart that this is perhaps a gift that God has given you and that you need to work on, you need to um, seek his wisdom and grace for, and that um, you should employ. Just reading through the, uh, the scriptures, it really just brought some tremendous thoughts to my mind about you know, what song leading was like back in the Old Testament times, what it's like in the New Testament times, and what we're commanded to do, as Brother Chris um, expressed, how we ought to worship God. So First Chronicles 15. And David gathered all Israel together to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord unto his place, which he had prepared for it. And David spake to the chief of the Levites, 
to appoint their brethren to be the singers with instruments of music, psalteries, and harps and cymbals, sounding by lifting up the voice with joy, because he was skillful. And David was clothed with, the, clothed with the robe of linen, and all the Levites that bear the ark, and an ephod of linen. First Chronicles 25. Moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the psalteries and with cymbals. Second Chronicles 8.14. And he appointed... According to the order of David his father, the course of the priests to their service and the Levites to their charges, to praise and minister before the priests as the duty of the man of God commanded. Second Chronicles five eleven to thirteen. And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified, and did not wait, uh, and and not then wait by course. Also the Levites with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar and with them an hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. And it came to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord. So how do the, these verses define the role of a song leader in the Old Testament? Anyone can answer it was an appointed duty given by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Excellent. What else did you find interesting about these passages? The, the, the role of that uh, music leader was to make uh, the congregation um, lift up the name of God with one voice. Excellent. Any other interesting thoughts from those passages? Minister. Okay. It was an active ministry. Teen task in the house of the Lord. This is kind of uh, the points that struck me when, when uh, reading through these texts. It was a task cho- that chosen and sanctified men devoted their life to. It was a routine task in the house of the Lord, so it happened often. It was a station that helped promote unity and oneness in worshiping God. It was a prophetic gift. New Testament references. First uh, Corinthians 14. Hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying or building up. Let all things be done decently. Stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. And any man minister, let him do it. Christ Jesus, to whom be praise and dominion. One thing that really struck to me um, when thinking about God has given us for the edific- edification. Um, and then another, it is not something that um, that rather should be buying and building up of his congregation. There have been many times in my personal life when I've felt passionate about certain areas of ministry. And it became clear after having kind of tried to pursue those that this really wasn't a gifting, even though it was a passion. So just an encouragement to us all. Um, we all, we each have our own gift, and uh, no one shares a, a pamphlet handout and a science harp that you can grab. All right. Brother Chris. Okay. So we've gone over some different scriptures in terms of uh, what historically this, this uh, song leading has, has evolved. We're taught to do things decently and in order. So when one is, is to worship God, that's, that's your number one job, to worship God and inspire others to worship God, ourselves the body of Christ. Now, everyone as a body breathes. You take in a breath and you let it out. Okay? So that makes sense. But for, for both those, getting the body of Christ to breathe together and express together as one voice one message okay christ is this is the centerpiece of that message that that he's he's our savior and that 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 we praise him he's to be glorified not ourselves okay um so when when the time comes that you are asked brother would you please go how is your heart like is it ready for worship is it, or, or did you just have an argument with somebody, or is, is something going wrong? So, no, but have a good reason and, and clear it up. But if, you, if you've come to the house of prayer and, and in worship, wanting to worship the Lord and wanting to, to serve Him, go ahead and accept, okay? You'll have, a, you'll have a song in front of you, you have a, a hymn book, and, and you'll have words on it, you'll have notes on it, and your, your, your task with the congregation is to make sure that those words and notes are expressed in a way that most matches the message of that song. You're not just making music, 
You're teaching and admonishing in hymns and psalms and spiritual songs. You're teaching Christian doctrine. It's a ministry. Okay? Now, as a ministry, it's you are serving. The real root word of ministry is serving, as a servant. Okay? So when when you you are trying to interpret and, and express a particular song, you may have a way that you'd like to do it. Good. However, if if the congregation is in a time of sadness or heavy-heartedness, let's say if somebody died or somebody moved away, the congregation is not ready to just belt it out and, 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 and have a energetic singing. They're down. Take with away a garment in cold weather and as vinegar upon a niter or a, a soda that singeth songs to a heavy heart, trying to push them into to an overly zealous um, song. So be careful and sensitive to that in your congregations. If, uh, in different parts of the country, our continent uh, area sings. Uh, we have in Ohio and Ontario and California. Generally, a song leading congregation, a brother from another congregation, to give them the opportunity to, to lead. Okay? You may lead very well. That's fine. But when, when you have a, have a guest, offer them, offer them the opportunity. Typically, would the area sing generally a host brother would maybe lead so that especially for guests who maybe are not for how that church does it some churches have a tendency to sing slower because there are a lot of older members and they just cannot sing any faster or or the congregation may may have a wider variety of people and can and can sing a, a little faster a little more zealously so respond to that um, is that you're there to serve Jesus came to serve not to be served. Okay? So, we're we taught in 1 Peter chapter 2 to love the brotherhood. Okay? You may be in a situation where Peter is asked to do, such as put on a suit, shave. I've been asked both those things. Uh, not all on this continent, okay? Um, but it happens. Now, we can laugh and giggle, just like I laughed when I was told that I would have to shave in order to lead. I laughed at the brother, and I had to ask for forgiveness later when I found out he was serious. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, didn't, I honestly did not believe him until it was confirmed later. But I, I, they, they've asked me to do this. What should I do? And he asked me just one simple question. Did you come to serve? Uh, draw your conclusion from that. One word that uh, really came to me and Chris's um, minds when we were preparing this is the word effective and also the word connect. And so we want to be effective in song leading and really it goes hand in hand with saying we want to be connected with the audience. But first, the primary connection, like Brother Chris mentioned, is with our relationship with God, congregation and worship. The times in my life where I felt the most close to, to the Lord, where my mind was actually reflective of the text of the hymns, those were the times when I was most effective at connecting with the audience. And, and I saw that relationship as, as being a, <clears throat> a very linear one. If I'm connected with God and I have a good relationship with God and um, with my brothers, and then, then my effectiveness in this ministry just used by God. Um, we're getting to the second kind of portion of the, um, the teaching section of this forum, which is um, a cursory overview of um, conducting techniques. So we just want to cover, uh, a, again, very, very uh, cursory overview. Uh, beat, beat patterns for controlling tempo. Um, we'll have a, a brief... Uh, feedback from uh, the accompanists in our midst, the, the seasoned ones, on, on what works and what doesn't work, um, and then uh, communicating musical intent. Um, Brother Greg Kufchek once said, uh, he wrote a book about song leading, and uh, a quote that really I, I found very profound was, there's no one right way to conduct. There are, however, more effective ways to communicate musical intent. So the intent of uh, studying these conducting techniques is not to bind you into leading in one specific way, 
but, it, uh, but every conductor should have the basics down in an understanding of musical theory and common conducting techniques. So we don't really want to bind you into leading in a specific way, but we want to build a foundation so that we're all kind of on the same page of the basics of, of, of musical theory. That, that's absolutely correct. Um, neither Brother Philip or I have a music degree. Um, a similar understanding. Uh, it, it's amazing how the, the Lord uh, worked to have us a similar viewpoint. Um, this is the point where we can uh, maybe open up our Zion Sharp hymnal. And for right now, open up to any song. That's the next level. Any song, two numbers on top of each other, they represent something. Beats in a measure. Be, just, and I'm sure most of you know what they are, but just in case, um, is, is the beats are the pulse in your song. Every song, has, flows, every song flows on a particular pattern in terms of how to most best poetically and musically express the words. Okay? So the top number will express the number of beats in a measure. If you don't know what a measure is, a measure is the span of notes that you time across uh, the music. It'll help with the explanation. Yeah, George, if you could grab, grab some books for them. Thanks. Okay. For, uh, let me just quickly explain the bottom one. Pretty self-explanatory. But the bottom one, this one requires a little bit of knowing uh, the value of your notes depending on the shape of them. Um, the bottom note determines the type of note that gets that, gets that b pulse or beat of a song. In this example here, it has a number four. So it's on the bottom, so it, it's representing that a quarter note or a one-fourth quarter note, it gets a beat. Okay, the quarter note is what's getting a beat. If it's an eight, an eighth note is what's getting the beat. Yes. No, no, it will not always be the same. No. Sometimes it's the same. Some, there is a certain beat pattern as to how to move your hands in order to indicate how the pulse or beats of the song should go. Okay? If you see, uh, for example, two over two, the way to express it, when it for any song, this is just a simple basic rule of thumb, for any song, and this will, if you follow this, this rule, you'll be able to lead it. The first beat of a measure is striking it down. Reason for this is, poetically, as you read, a, as you re, re, if you were to just even take away the music, read the words of the song, you would read them in that flow where the, str the strongest syllable is where the, the first beat of every measure. So, one, two, one, two, one, two, and in that pulse, it pushes along the song in that way if it's in a two-two time. Now, for the, so for the first beat of the measure, that's down, and at the point you reach the bottom, that's your, your beat number one, or pulse number one. The last beat of any measure, no matter what that number is on top, no matter what, the last beat of your measure is up, where your hand is up high, okay? Reason for this is so that with the greatest motion, when it comes to the strongest beat, it along the strongest there, and, and then on and on from there. Okay? That is a rule of thumb for any song. Okay? Now, during the course of a song, you might lose your place, might lose your pattern. That's fine. It happens to me, too. <laughs> it happened last night. Okay? So that's okay. You can get back on track and continue on when, when they're on track. Okay? So the ways that these are expressed, two is very simple. Down, up, down, up. Was on top of, of your time signature at the beginning. The rule still applies. First beat of the measure is still down. And then a second beat, an extra beat to the side. And then your last for beat number one of the next measure. And that's, that's your pattern for three. Reason for this is because of the pulse of the song. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay? The stronger emphasis is on the first beat. One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay? So will be one of the more, most common that, that you would use. Same rule applies. 
Lead number one is down, and then up. Very good, that's beat number four. So the next measure, you can bring it down. Very good. So you follow, you follow that path, rest in the song. The rests have beat values too. Continue in your same pattern, whether you see notes or rests. Okay? Now, when you, when, if you follow these patterns and, and have that as a foundation, that will give you something to build on if you ever want to express if you follow this pattern, in a, in, which is a very predictable way, then you can patterns, okay? Whether you're singing fast or slow, okay? See some other songs that have a letter at the, at the beginning, okay? You'll see a letter C for, in, some, in some songs. A letter C, is, it stands for common time, and since four over four signature in music so it's called common time and I don't know why but they put a C instead of four four if you see a C with a line one line through it this represents a cut time uh, that's what it stands for but it represents the numbers two over two some songs they use uh, three over two where you notice there's a different number uh, on top of each other in, in a measure. Very good. And what does the two represent? Absolutely. Great. So that's, that's exactly what, hap what you'll see there. In between the two vertical lines, there are three half notes making up one measure. Okay? The very unusual musically time signature is the one you see on the bottom, where you see two C's, both with a line through it. This you'll see probably only in the Zion's Heart. Okay? It's called double, it can be called double cut time, but it really represents the time signature of four, two. Four beats a measure, a half note gets a beat. You'll find these more toward the beginning of the uh, Bach era kind of songs. Uh, so you'll probably find that more toward the beginning of your Zion's harp. So that's, that is just a simple foundation for giving the pulse and beat of the song. But that's not the only thing that's in a song. Sometimes you sing us, there's also the volume of the song, whether you just want to sing it loud or fast. Now, I come from a church, so, but there's, there's ways to try to urge the congregation in one way or another, depending on the words of the song, whether they should sing louder or whether they should sing softer. There's two ways to song, okay? If you, are, if you want a loud singing, then move it fast. One, three, four. Make a, a big, a big, wide pattern. Okay? If you want it softer, do a smaller so that they pay a little more attention. Now, slow does not mean... Uh, 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 okay? Human tendency, you'll find, is that if you try to slow... If you try to, that's up to you, as a leader, to keep that going, even if you've softened it. Okay? Unless you intend to slow it down, but try to fight that tendency, okay? if you're ever going to slow down, is using the other hand that, you, that God gave you. Okay? I'm right-handed, so I give my beat patterns with my right hand. That's musically the right way to do it, or at least so my orchestra. Hand, interrogations, um, the men and women are facing each other, or how, however, or if you're just more comfortable with that, you can do it that way. You, and just follow the same pattern. But you can use two hands to do different things. One can be giving a beat pattern, uh, like my right hand is doing right now, or, and, can, and, or kind of just emphasize just gently, down. If you want it louder, up. Okay? Okay? To, to, bring, to bring it up. And generally, uh, with, with your beat, the size of how you beat with your other hand, that should also indicate uh, how you, um, how you, how loud you want them to sing. Or good time to just point out about preference whether you like to use a music stand or not. When I was uh, growing up, uh, hand and just led with one hand until Ooh, Brother Cornell moved from California, and then he, that that was something else. And for for recommend using it if you if you can. That gives you the opportunity to use two hands. Otherwise, you are restricted to one.
and the other exclusively for in church. If you're at a nursing home or, or some other gathering, you may have to hold it available. Feel free to use it so you can uh, use both hands. All right, this section of the forum, we want to talk just a little bit about starting and ending. Um, I had an orchestra director once that said, as long as everyone starts on time and ends on time, what happens in the middle is less important. <laughs> so um, these are obviously points in the music where everyone's paying the most amount of attention. So I think it, um, typically when I'm working with an accompanist, when I'm in a church that doesn't have a cappella singing, I try to make out before I start my section of time, you know, what I'm going to be doing, whether that's, you know, giving a few beats for an intro or if I'm letting them choose the tempo, um, kind of before we start the song. Uh, typically, I, I, I try to give a couple bars of, uh, of, of measures before um, they start their intro, just so that we're all kind of on the same page in terms of tempo before, before starting. But um, things get a little bit different when working with in an a cappella setting. Okay. In an a cappella setting, which you may find yourselves in, not just in certain churches like mine, but, uh, but if, if you are in a nursing home or visiting someone's home, they may not have a piano or any instrument to play. So this is what's called a pitch pipe. And it allows you to, to blow like a harmonica into this device to, to give the starting pitch of a particular song. Now, if you don't know how to read music, um, the, you'll see the musical scale on the silver side of the pitch pipe and you can match as you look at the song I'm just gonna randomly open to a song I open to 75 and uh, I see that the soprano note which is the melody note of the song in song 75 can somebody identify for me what is that that soprano note yeah there's an E okay one way you can give a pitch if you don't if you are Loudly, don't overblow or else it'll chip away if you don't feel you're a strong singer. If you can sing, go ahead and for yourself and okay. Is this device here, uh, tuning fork? Okay. Uh, if you want one, there's a brother in Germany that makes these, and um, I'd be happy to order some for any of you that might like it. Now this one is much softer. Well, to hear the note, you have to put it up to your ear, and it does require you to sing the note for, for the rest of the group. So that, that's just, just, just my personal preference, but you can do it either way, and I'm sure you youngsters have various different piano apps and all kinds of musical apps to give a starting note. That works too, but I'm old school, so that's, uh, that's, that's a way. So in, in after you've given that note, you generally want to have the congregation at least kind of hum to uh, give, a, give the starting chord. So they start off together, and, and in you, it's on you to set the tempo and set the beat. There's no the pulse and beat of the song, depending on what song that you're singing. Question. Yes. Ah, uh, that's uh, that's what we we ought, that is good feedback. That is good feedback. I think you've answered your question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's part of it is is a culture or or background of the church that they they come from. Okay, it, like somebody from. Uh, uh, my church, we'd probably prefer just a chord because that's what we're used to because we're used to being in that kind of control and that's, that works to set, set the beat. One, one favor I might ask of, of accompanists, um, especially if you, if you know the, the, the brother knows his business and, and is in, of a beat for setting the tempo. If I'm giving an introduction and it's 4-4 four, four time, let's say, and I've gone like this, and, and then you're starting on beat one, 
well, then I'm already off. You haven't fully seen what tempo I want. Give a measure beat-wise with what, what they're giving, if they start doing that. If they just go like that, well, then, okay. Then just give the chord. Thing. This, this form is being video recorded, even though it says in the book that it's not, it is. So if you'd like, uh, this video, this will be available for you to, to send home to your leaders so that they could get, kind of get on that track. And we'd be happy to come to any church. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. It, it, it takes some... Uh, because here now we're coming from different parts of the country all together and I don't, I, I don't know that there's a necessarily a rule. Um, I mean, it, it, as a child, when, when piano was brought, we started with just organ uh, when, I, when I was small, but eventually piano came, and typically, if I'm, I understand, remember correctly, piano was giving the introduction. Yeah, piano would be the one giving. Only the notes over, so you don't necessarily get the beat. That's a very good point. A piano is a, technically a percussion instrument. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Another thing about starting with pianists, so many times I can't see the leader. And I don't know why they don't realize I can't see him. Like the lid of the piano is up. Mm. Just the angle of it, I can't see their hands. It's mm. very embarrassing yeah. Okay. Let let's let's see if we can maybe come to a solution. Maybe maybe privately we can. Um, my I lost I lost my, my point of contact with with how leading goes in Norton. Uh, this sadly this December. So let's let's work together and see if we can. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I told uh, our conductors about that and see if we can't find a solution. Because that's critical. That's very important. I was going to use Norton as an example where the building design is a, a little bit of an advantage for the song leader because of the angled uh, sanctuary. Brunswick has it. Colorado Springs has it. An angle for the congregation to see the leader better. But I, I hadn't thought... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Excellent question. Thank you. Um, next thing, now we've we've gone over the. Not every song starts on that first downbeat. Some songs, if you turn to him.
uh, the first note of a song is just kind of sitting alone there. And another full measure. But So it kind of starts on the last beat of a measure. Because this is 3-2 time. A half note gets the beat and there's three beats of measure. Speed of a measure, what position should our hand be? Up. Okay, good. So we've got we've to follow the rule. Okay, the way to do that, you can't just put your hand up here saying, okay? You've got to do something, okay? So just, just a uh, help, helpful guide, give some kind of hand, hand movement up, uh, just an up, like three, one, so, and so that you are up and to bring the, next, the first beat of the measure, next measure down, rather than how it is done, and I'm hard enough in the in the right way. So when when a thing he ought to do. Okay, eye contact is nice. That's nice. In order for the singing to start. They need to know what song they're singing. Okay? It's not just about moving your hands. If they're go- if the if the congregation is going to sing together with one voice, some kind of device like I've seen in San Diego, I think Beverly Hills has it with the numbers. Um, unless you've got that, okay. If you if you don't do that, that's nice. Songs in the book, you can smile all you want. Nobody sees your smile, okay. So learn your hymnal, learn your learn your hymns, so that you can express it not just with yours picked. Sometimes you'll find. Uh, would you go ahead and grab a Zion's Heart book over here uh, at the, at the, in the box there. It'll help you with some examples we're giving. Um, so, but if you see what verse you're actually singing. Also, you're in the house of God. You're, you're serving a, a ministry. So take it, you're there to serve. Take it seriously and, and it's not your time to slouch off. So keep hands out of eating, okay? And, and use a proper posture also. If you are slouched, the congregation show the example of how the song should be expressed so that they can be inspired. Sometimes, depending on the words, you may wish to uh, have a song go fat, a little faster or, or a little bit slower. Or you might find that the congregation is slowing down excessively. There's a couple ways to kind of get them back on track. Um, one is just by when there's a uh, break in between too faster or, or something to that effect. Um, but be careful, don't use, try not to use it too often because people are sensitive. Some older ones may not be able to keep up with your younger tempo. And so try not to, more subtle way is in between verses. If you take a little bit longer of a pause, it gives a subtle reminder to the congregation to get their eyes up on you so that they are watching and that they go the appropriate tempo. That's just a, a trick that you can, uh, can do to get the congregation back on track. Or if you need, if they're getting off. Ask for what number is it? Um, Ancient uh, people that are perhaps part of here. 
Uh, make sure the player piano can sense the beat, but it just, just make sure that, that that beat and the flow of the song is, again, communicated clearly to your accompanist. You, if, if we already spoke on that, um, do something meaningful with the music. Um, again, not with the musical intent um, and the message of the text itself. So, you know, that variety could be perhaps on the song or just male voices for another section, um, just to keep things uh, interesting and lively. Um, again, like we had mentioned, follow the common beat pattern. Many times I'm a violinist and I lose my spot, but as long as that third beat or that second beat or whatever the, uh, uh, according to the beat patterns, then I can get right back on track. Um, practice be uh, bringing people in on pickup measures. Okay. Uh, communicating uh, uh, musical intent. Um, one thing that's, that's very clearly the sight line in most congregations is with, uh, with the congregation. I've got some tall people in my church, okay? A lot of people like to sit in the back, okay? So if we got a lot of people in the back and we got some tall ones that see what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's kind of like my height. So, yeah, so can you imagine, you know, six foot plus, Okay. When you're beat follow to make sure when you when you're giving your beat patterns so people see you. Okay. And this is where you start your guide. Right here with your music stand. Now, if I'm giving leading a song, I'm leading over here, and I give a cutoff like this. Okay, most of you Yeah, you didn't see it. That's right. This is your bottom level, no matter what you do. Okay, because below that, they can't see you, guaranteed, because the stand is blocking you. Okay, don't go any lower. So when you're leading, take advantage. I, I advise these taller brothers, use advantage of your height. Get your hand up there so people can see what you're doing. When you're giving an upbeat, lift your hand, hand up high. Okay, so it can be seen and properly go down from there. But don't go any lower than this spot or they don't. Just like Brother Philip expressed, are your beats, if your beats are clear, if I'm going like this, what's, what beat am I doing? Okay? Follow your pattern. That's your foundation. Okay? And that'll keep you, keep you on track. And we t I talked about slouching. How to know the song doesn't come out and tell you, do this loud, do this soft. There's no, in our Zion's harp, there's no pianos, fortes, or anything like that. Uh, the examples you see on your screen kind of kind of can give you, if you see some of these words, uh, they should be expressed softly. If talking about peace or stillness, obviously that's talking about something softly and gentle. Okay? But that gives you a clue. If you really don't know and the lyrics are not clear, uh, some of you are really going to love this. If you see, watch the tenor notes, words are really expressing something obvious that you should be doing differently. When the tenor notes are lower, then you can do a little softer. Unless the words, let the words are, are number one, but tenor notes can be a backup guide. Experience with that. Um, so I, I went along with it. But honestly, I, I don't appreciate being told what, what tempo to do. I advise church members not to do that. But if it happens, I, I happened to be visiting on a midweek, and they had singing, and I had been told by two, three different people to do something different with the tempo. I, went on, I came back on Sunday to the same congregation, and, and I was asked, before the singing began, I was afraid that this would happen again. And so, I asked the senior, I'm doing the best, best that I can, okay, with, with, what, I, with what I'm leading. Um, I'm not musical, I don't have a music degree, but I, I have half a clue what, what I'm doing. I would really appreciate not being, letting, being a, given the opportunity to and I said, and that is, if you don't, I will. <laughs> so... He graciously did, and he expressed it probably much nicer than I would have, to discourage giving that kind of counsel and to let the, the director brother set the tempo. So if it's in your, your own congregation, 
then it's probably wise to that to be something. And if you're a visitor, let it fall upon a local local brother to work that. As a guest, it probably would have been rude for me to say back. So it, it's something that needs to be worked out and weeded out uh, within a local congregation. That's just my opinion. Uh, Roy? Uh, exactly. I'm a director, not a follower. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. I think this also comes knowing what the song is. To really, you know, you don't want to take a song that really should be sung either slow or fast and do the Very good. We've got a song here on the screen. You can read the words. You could you could turn to hymn two ninety if if you're not able to read it as well. Think. What are you reading there? Joy. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Very. That's a very good catch. High tenor note. Okay. Very good. And with those those kind of things. What would we anticipate with this song? Yeah, I, we could say that. Okay. Much wiggle room here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There's not much wiggle room here. So yeah. Yeah. Keep it steady. Sure. Anything else? Okay. Good. These are very good observations and, and really good things to look for in determining what kind of tempo or volume you ought to use. Let's look at another example. Okay, now how about this one? 215. It's a solemn hymn. Um, in the example that you gave, it's not, it's not on the screen here, but verse number 3 talks about the hands shall move in blessing. So, it, it, yeah, it, it, can, it can often be used in... Uh, uh, so let's let's back that up. Just want to. It's not just the words and the and the and the setting that this would be used for, but take a look at how the notes are written. They're written using half notes, okay? So it's in notes. That's also another clue in terms of how the notes are written. When the notes are written with half notes or whole notes, like like we saw in two fifteen, it's probably going to be a little slower. Here, we've got some movement, some quarter notes, these filled-in notes. That can increase the tempo. Okay, let's go. What do you see here? You just go back to... Which one? To the one before that. 215? Yeah. Okay. There we go. If you look at that, though, even though it's half notes, it, you've got cut time. You can't look at this song, so the song would not be, you know... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with the two on the bottom is signi signifying that a two or half note gets the beat. So different songs express this in different ways. The quarter note usually is, but in Zion's harp we have a lot that are written with a half note. Would uh, exactly so. Thou great high priest and Savior. 334. What do you see? Good. Yeah, it, you, you can see kind of both themes. There's some buzzwords in there that musically. So yeah, you know it's in there. It's leading to something a little faster. Okay. So yeah, this one you could probably take either way, musically and, and thematically. Science. It's an art. Okay. So we can, we can really express, the, and perhaps that might be one of those moments when... 
the mood of the congregation is, is what determines our tempo. If somebody died, or generally, we, we've, we've got enough of a, I think, a good argument to, to lead this at a, at a not a, at a not slow. It's it, it's possible. Um, you, you give it a try. Give it a try in your church. I'll, I'll just advise advise you one thing. If you're intending to do that for every verse, perhaps mention that prior to the song so that they're aware. Okay. I'm mindful of the song. Um, well, the judgment day is coming. Sometimes we've seen that really fast when the, the meaning of the word is very Yeah, yeah, for 214, yeah, that's, yeah, maybe one of the most, if not the most common, yeah, new melody, 214 in the Zion's harp, um, in the junior hymnal. Uh, offer left, I could get you a copy of that particular one, the music for those notes. Okay, okay, <laughs> yes, there's, there's some more typical ones, 214 is, is definitely one of them. Um, it, Oh. When I was in Colorado Springs, they loved the alternate melody so many times, and I, I, I let them do that. But uh, when I was leading, most of the time, I said, let's stick to That's fine. And we'll find that from congregation to congregation. Anita? Is that right? Yeah? You have that in Kitchener? Okay. Yeah. Ah. Wonderful. Okay. So, it just, I think we're, we're, we're talking in particular songs. Um, so, I want to look at a few common pitfalls that, uh, starting with number 65. And so, go ahead and turn there. Let's take a look at that song. Tendency in many congregations is fourth line of the first page, they see a time signature change, and then to sing the rest of the song slow for some reason. Musically, there is no change there. The half note gets the beat throughout the whole song, and Musically, it does not need to take place. So something to be to consider because that, that's a habit in, in multiple congregations um, I've, I've both seen and heard. Um, so just something to be careful of and uh, you don't need to get pulled into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Tricky because different congregations do things differently in terms of formatas. Um, in my in my youth, we for song thirty-eight, "Blessed Zion," we uh, God is present. But then in other congregations, I I heard it, "Blessed Zion," because multiple other other songs where that can be the case. It doesn't do it that way. It's okay, maybe after the first verse, and the you know it, it's maybe a little bit of an embarrassing moment, but you can if there especially if there is another uh, someone from local up front, you can ask them, do you normally 
do this or, or do, pause here or, and then for the next verse, you can do it their way. Okay, it just makes it easier on them. You want to talk about the next one? Yeah, 313. Yeah, 313. Yeah, any one of these, really. Yeah, 313, let's look at that. This one's a key measure, and so we're starting on the off beat. So, in that case, I normally always try to give my partner true. Yeah. So it'll be on this side. My savior. The, the savior, that second note, that's where you're fourth beat is in that measure. That's where you really where you're last. And that's where he, he, he put his hand up. Up. There, there's a little bit before. My Savior is... Okay? He still followed the rule in terms of that. Okay? Now, another thing different congregations may do differently is also toward the end of that song, three, uh, of 313, just before the basses have their, uh, their section where they, they go down, uh, there's, you'll notice there is only an eighth, um, often you may hear the phrase, take, he never will, okay, with some kind of extended pause. Musically, that is not what's written. There's no form. The way is this way. He never will forsake. It's taken a little while. Never will, okay, if you look there real quick. The very last line. To thee, my harp, I consecrate. Thou art my song. Okay, that turned to song number seven. Last line. Sing hallelujah every land. Hallelujah. Okay, short. Often it's sung with a little bit longer of a pause. Now, is that something to get too, too picky over if you're, con- if, 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 you're, if you're a god in your own church? Perhaps try it. Yeah, that that can be tricky because a, a lot. So there, what he demonstrated there is a great way to get through it. I'm glad we sang 257 last night. This this can be a tricky uh, spot right at the beginning because there's a lot of rests. The trick to getting that timing right, um, come in by themselves after a little pause. The way to to deal with that is follow the rule. Keep your same beat pattern through the rest and ignore the fermata on top of the last note. Okay? And gladness in the Lord. Two, three, rest. One, two, three. His blessings good. Okay? Just keep your beat pattern going. The bass comes in on the end of. Three. One. Let in the one, two, three. Rest. One, two, three. His blessings good. And you can't even. Okay. Okay. That works. Yeah, that, that does help. His blessings good. Yeah. Okay. That that helps. Yeah. That's a little little simpler. Yeah. A little thing. But in our church, we still use the old books. So. Until we're there. Until we're there. Yeah. Don't be don't be scared to read through some of them. And again, if you're using both hands, keep your left hand held open for the hold, and then off for when the rest goes. You don't don't feel like you need to hold out each fermata and then cut them off. If it makes sense with the flow of the, the song. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were in a situation where uh, fall off your beat pattern, 
if you, if you run into that situation. The fermata is not a rest. It's not a beat in it of itself. So it's, let's say, and you typically hold it. One, two, three, hold, and then, and then go on to the next phrase. So hold, use that position, but just kind of hold your hand out at that point. Okay? Um, let's skip 274. Let, let's uh, go to 210. Negations may do it differently in terms of the fermatas. In the bottom line, So pick it sometime. <laughs> I don't know how your congregation typically sings it. The, and it, if it's not a song you typically sing, maybe say what you would like to do in that phrase because that can be a kind of a sticking point. Musically, it could go, kind of go either way in terms of expressing the words. You could, therefore labor. Um, you could do it or... Therefore labor for him purely. You could really do it either way. So maybe mention it, what you, what you intend. Different things with uh, blessed Zion, be contented. Most congregations these days, I think, when it comes to over the jasper sea. Some, at least when I was young, occasionally it would be done like this. Over the jasper sea, safe in the... Okay, that's, kind of, that's a little old school, but most... It's okay, maybe ask between the verses and then do it their way going uh, for the last verse. Did you want to talk, why don't you go ahead and talk about 306? 306. This is a, this, this is a, a little bit tricky one, too. And you're still beating, you can kind of give the the direction, like in terms of how you use your hand um, while the congregation is singing. Over I now in heaven. Dun, dun. You can then close your hand during the beat patterns that you open it up. Oh, say. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, we forgot to mention. The, the mathematical trick. Uh, some t we four, two, three, six on the top in two sets of three, or or a, a very slow a set of two. Either way, so if it's to uh, lead one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, you can lead. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one. Depends on the pace, okay? If it's a slower song with six, eight, then you could, in that same, in some blue book songs you might, or red book songs, you might see nine, you might see 12, okay? The same trick applies, okay? No, very good question. Yeah, yeah, so... I've heard that happens often. It can happen. It can also happen toward the end of 256. Uh, there is a 6-8 at the end, and that, depending on how, if the things are dragging, it can have a very 4-4-4 four, four, four feel. Sung, often sung very loud, that can get very heavy 
you know, and then weigh it down, weigh down that pulse. So, no, it's a, it's a very good point. So yes. If you do 298 mm -hmm. to lead it into, how would you do that starting? Okay, sure. Good question. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. So, um, and so, let's let's discuss it. This is probably going to be a little bit faster of a song, right? Okay. So, because it's a little bit faster of a song, and six eight, I think it it it's better for your energy level if you would lead it in a with two two beats a measure. Okay. So here here's how how I would do it. Maybe I'll let you demonstrate if you feel differently. As thy own people's king. Okay, you still give that little hook because it's an upbeat, because it is the last beat of the measure, and that's the rule. Soon will thou come in glory as thine own. Okay. So now, now it's your turn. Uh, so as Phil and I mentioned at some of the evening singings, um, we want to give an opportunity for a volunteer to give it a try. And, and we'll, we'll kind of talk, you, uh, we'll let, let you choose a song. And if we have a willing accompanist to play, uh, that would be wonderful. And we can kind of work together if you want to. Julian? Okay. All right. So, Brother Julian, we'll give you an opportunity to do that. Now, do you prefer to use a stand or? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, for the benefit of... This has been beneficial for you. Thank you very much. God bless you.